good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Great to have you in the podcast today as your anchor holding firm to the Word of God. Is it holding firm enough that you're convinced that other people need to know what the Word of God says? And that's really important, is it not? The reason why we do what we do in our discipleship with the Lord is not because uh, is not be, not done out of any other motivation other than that we're convinced that the truth of the Word of God compels us to confront men and women and children with the claims of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope that your grip on the Word of God is such that it really motivates you and uh, compels you out to give the gospel to other people. I wanted to pause for the podcast and just give a, a little insight into somebody who probably was one of the most influential, if not the key person, in reaching out to people with the gospel, or at least setting the tone for a time and an age where the evangelism of the lost had become something that was not that important to the Christian church, at least in in Western society. Uh, This individual was born in a forgotten village. Uh, He was uh, probably born one of the most dullest periods in, in history. Robert Morgan relates in his devotional book on this day, he says that his family was poor, that he was poorly educated, that this individual, if you ever see a picture of him, you'll you'll see what I'm saying. But he had a skin affliction that made him sensitive to outdoor work, and so he apprenticed to a nearby shoemaker in order to learn how to be a cobbler. Well, he wasn't very good at that either, uh, and so he opened a school to kind of supplement his income. Well, his school didn't go well either. He got married and his marriage was troublesome and proved to be unhappy. A terrible disease during all this time took the life of his baby daughter, and it actually left this man bald for the rest of his life. That's why you see him that way in his pictures. He was called to pastor a small church, but he had trouble being ordained. (laughs) Get this, because his sermons were too boring. Um... It was difficult for him, and he had a rough go of it. Not that he wasn't somebody that cared about doing the will of God or somebody that was just all the time down, but he really would not be the likely prospect to become what we know him as today, and that is, he is the father of modern missions, missionary effort. This man's name was William Carey. He was a man who, uh, when he borrowed a copy of Captain Cook's Voyages, that famous sailor's journals, they just gripped him, and he started thinking about overseas evangelism. Of all the difficult times and the struggles that William Carey had in his life, there was something that was admirable about him, and that was his evangelistic zeal and his care for others who don't know the gospel. When he got a hold of Cook's diaries and uh, and and a voyage, book on voyages, he started thinking about all the people that are lost on the globe today. He actually went in his cobbler shop at one point and he hung a homemade map of the world and he jotted down facts and figures and uh, he would go beside each country and he would write down these things about these countries and he would pray for them. And as he began to pray, God increased his own burden. 
And he began to feel that something should be done to reach the world for Christ. Now, you got to understand in the time in which William Carey lived, this was not something that was popular. As a matter of fact, he was seen as a wild-eyed enthusiast that just needed to calm down. Uh, up until the time when Carey lived, the Protestant Bible-believing people actually believed that the Great Commission had only been given to the original disciples and apostles. And when Carey insisted that it was something that was binding, something that was was uh, an obligation of every generation of Christians, that idea brought him so much scorn from other preachers. He was called, quote, a miserable enthusiast, unquote, at one particular meeting when William Carey was at, was uh, promoting this, this care and concern and compassion for the lost. One man, actually uh, the one who had baptized him, in fact, said, young man, sit down. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he'll do it without consulting you or me. Well, what a rebuke. Uh, what a statement to make today in Bible-believing Christianity that kind of flies in the face and just gives us such awkward discomfort. But that particular rebuke by uh, to William Carey actually uh, motivated him to write a book. Uh, I'm recording this on May the 12th, and May the 12th is the day in which William Carey's book was published. May the 12th in 1792. Here's the title of the book. An Inquiry into the Obligations of Christians to Use Means for the Conversion of the Heathens in Which the Religious State of the Different Nations of the World, the Success of Former Undertakings, and the Practicability of Further Undertakings are Considered. Now, how's that for a title for a book? Uh, that is a book, just the title. Uh, it, it it had an awkward kind of unwieldy title, but it was an 87-page book that was destined to become a classic in Christian history that really does, as Morgan observes, deserves a place alongside of Luther's 95 Theses because it really wake, awoke the church it woke people up to understand our obligation to be doing everything that is within our power to reach people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, it led, actually, the book did, to the formation of a missionary society. Funds began to be collected. They collected them in a snuff box, interestingly enough, and those proceeds were used to be able to send carry to India and therefore it launched the modern era of missions that we live in even now. A shoemaker's book used to bring people to Jesus Christ in a land that he never saw England again when he left. William Carey, a bald-headed cobbler, a shoemaker, somebody who just said, Lord, I want to be used of you. I want to see people saved. He took Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20 to heart. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. 
What are you doing to reach the lost around you right now? Is giving people the gospel one of your priorities in life? I assure you, you'll be doing what lies closest to the heart of our Lord. God bless you today. Reach the lost and in